Hi, Wheezy. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. Happy, happy day. You too. It's it's raining and it's cold here. And it's, I'm not telling you, it's sunny and beautiful here. It. Good sunny in Florida. Beautiful. Just took Penelope on a walk on the beach. It was very nice. Mm. It's crazy because, you know, I'd always had dreams to move to Florida. Mm-hmm. And dreams come true when you're sober. I'm not kidding. Do you see that happening? I do. <laughs> That's great. I wish I was there. Okay, so your dreams are coming true how? I know that. I haven't been in your new house. But do you feel like that's your dream, one of your dreams coming true? Yes. It's you love it's it? so comfortable. I love it. I wake up every morning so grateful and so happy to be sober, to be in this house. It's just, it's wonderful. It's so peaceful. It has such good energy. And I think oh. it came with good energy, but I think that I brought good energy into it, too, because I'm in such a good place. I love that you're in a good place. And you just mentioned gratitude. How do you use gratitude in your life today? Like, did you even know what gratitude was when you were still out there? No, I, I didn't. And I think that, I mean, I, I when I first went to rehab, I remember that was the, uh, they had asked us to do gratitude lists a lot. And, you know, it was a chore. It wasn't that I couldn't think of something I was grateful for. I could. I always can. But I never really gave it a lot of thought. And now, you know, it just comes naturally. All day long, I think of things that I'm grateful for. As a matter of fact, I I texted my father this morning that I was, you know, he's one of the people that I am most grateful for. um, Because, you know, he just never gave up on me. And... um, you know, he stood by me, and he he was there for me, and um, I don't know. I just, it, it it just, this morning, I just had, I thought about it, and I just sent him a note to, to let him know. How great does that feel? Yeah, it feels great. So our friend in Texas, you know who I'm talking about, had reached out to me this week, and she's like, what is the difference between being sober and recovery? And I have to tell you that this morning I did look it up on um, in the dictionary, that old thing, the dictionary. And sober means, you know, being off of alcohol. And recovery, you can be in recovery over many things. Like any ailment that you have, you can be in recovery over a cold. You can be in recovery over cancer. I know that when it comes to some 12-step groups, being sober means that you're not having drinking. And in recovery means that you're working the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, and so there really, I don't think, is a difference. What do you think between sober and recovery? If somebody said, what's the difference between being sober and being in recovery, what would you say? Well, I, I think that that is primarily it, that you, the abstinence of alcohol or drugs is sobriety, um, but... Because I, I, I actually I did look it up as well, um, but I think I, I, I don't know. Sober to me is just not not taking a drink. I mean, it was when I I, I had plenty of sober time, um, but I was, you know, I just I consciously was not was not drinking. I, I 
said that I would go till next Friday or I wouldn't drink during the week. So that was being sober, sober Monday through Friday. And then you drink on, on the weekends. Um, but it, it wasn't, it just wasn't being, I mean, I should say recovery to me is wrapping your head around it. Um, it's, it's admitting that you are powerless. And even if you take away the, the 12 steps, I mean, it's just a matter of, cause some people don't follow them and, and, but I think it's just a matter of living your life and, and creating a new life based on not drinking and, and understanding why you can't drink and, and really just shifting your life. And living a committed life where it, it where you're like, this is not a part of my life anymore. So I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery to a disease of alcoholism and I'm not drinking anymore. So not only am I sober, but I'm also in recovery. It gives you a twofold, right? Right. And it doesn't mean that you can't, you, you never think about it. I had a guy this morning in a meeting had just recently got out of rehab and it was probably just a couple of days ago. And he was saying how, um, you know, he still wakes up, he still wants to drink. And I guess he thought initially that there was something wrong with him, that he wasn't getting it if he was still thinking about it. Um, and he said that he was, that he was kind of shocked in some of the meetings where they would say, you know, raise your hand if, if you still have a desire or you want to drink or do drugs. And, and he said he was really the only person that was holding his hand up in the room. And he thought that was just strange because, you know, he, immediately he thought that if he was thinking that, that, that that he wasn't he wasn't ready or he wasn't you know he wasn't going to to be in recovery. He wasn't going to get sober, and it really doesn't mean that. It just you know maybe he just was only being honest. I mean, I certainly you know there are days that you think of it. I I, I thinking about it and wanting to drink it or do drugs it's, it's they're just different you know i mean if, if it's a part of your life and for for everybody recovering it is it was a big part of our life and um you know to just stop it and become sober i mean you really have to it, it's a lot more it's, it's a mental thing it's a physical thing it's a lot goes into it it's like it's kind of like embracing it like you just said it's like Owning it. It's like, this is your new life. And this, you know, I don't have alcohol in my life anymore. I've decided that that wasn't working anymore. And I'm not doing that anymore. And yes, it pops into your mind. I can tell you this, my friend from Texas also, you know, she sent over some pictures of herself that she had taken prior to, you know, she was going on a diet. You know how we all take those pictures, pre pictures, mm-hmm. like we're about to go on a diet. This is what I look like. And she was committed to being on this diet. And, but she never even thought that she was going to take alcohol out of her life at that point. So she has this picture and then she sends it to me and then a picture of what she's like today. And she's like, can you believe how bad I look? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know what that looks like, right? Yeah. I I mean, everybody carries alcohol differently on them. Um, I, could not hide it. Um, <laughs> it it was, you know, I mean, some even when I went to rehab, I remember looking around and thinking, well, there's there's no way that these women are alcoholics. There's just no way they were all. I mean, it looked like like housewives of of 
you know, <laughs> Warnersville. <laughs> it, it was amazing. Um, but, you know, from, and they were, they, they, most of them were alcoholics, but I just, I don't know. I, I carried it differently. I was very bloated. I, you know, I retained it and it was, you know, I can't stand, I mean, in, in some respects, I like looking at pictures because I never, ever, ever, ever want to go back there. Um, you know, so it's just a reminder. It's not even a gentle reminder. It's a, <laughs> it's a reminder. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's for everybody, it's different. But for me, I, I, you know, looking at pictures and seeing how, how I looked when, I mean, even my eyes, you know, oh. let's forget about, forget about the weight. It's just my eyes. They look so hollow. I mean, isn't it interesting? Cause I feel like it truly is when we're drinking and we're in our alcoholism, the light inside of us and not to get not to get religious, but to let's just get more spiritual, you know, that light that you have in your eyes, when you are present, you can see. And when you're drinking, that light is so dulled. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can see it on other people that I don't even know. Um, you know, it's, I think it's very obvious. Oh, it completely is. And we, and it, I think it, and when we're taking those pre-pictures while we were still drinking and what we look like and everything, I, I, I don't even remember even, I mean, I, I don't remember even, I don't know if I even recall feeling like, oh, look at me. I'm such, I, I mean, I definitely obviously felt fat or I wouldn't be going on a diet, but I don't remember looking at it going, oh my God, you're total drunk. Look at you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Did you know like that? I mean, part of me... the end, I guess you yeah. did. But what do you think? Go on. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say is that, you know, I think that some of us, when we get to that point that we know that we've been at least been beaten up and we are done and it is time to throw in the towel. And I've been in a fight with Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is the alcohol. And it won. And I'm looking and I'm taking a picture and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Look at how sad and lonely and depressed. I just feel like it gives you this look of depression and just like there's no other answer. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I would have a lot more to look at, but I, you know, when, <laughs> when, People started taking pictures on their phones. I mean, I, I just think I've I've deleted thousands, <laughs> thousands of pictures, <laughs> years. And why did you do that? Because you just were like, I can't even keep these. Yeah, it just brings you back to a bad place. I mean, it's just, you know, even when I was still, when I was still drinking, and I would look at them, I, I, you know. I would delete them, you know, it's just ugh. It's hard. I mean, I, 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 in the move I did, um, I had to go through boxes and, um, and I did find a lot of pictures that, um, that I hadn't seen in so long. And, oh. you know, you could tell right away, um, right away. Oh. You're like, okay, that wasn't a good night. I kind of remember that one. Yeah. 
crazy thing. But now tell me this. Did you get rid of them all or did you keep them? No, I I kept I kept them. I didn't get rid of any um no, I've kept I kept them. I, I didn't put them in frames, but I, <laughs> I kept them. <laughs> um, you know, it, I I I felt like I kind of have to, but um, you know, and to other people, they probably wouldn't notice it, but you know, or maybe they would. But for you know, I notice it right away. I can see it, and like I said, in my eyes, even if I, you know, if it's not that I was heavier at the time, um, you know, it's just. But the but now and this is the point that I that I want to make is that you know um, I told my friend she's like oh my gosh I can't believe I look like this what was I oh my gosh what and I said you know it's important for us to look and glance at those pictures but to then say that was what it was like then and I am not like that now would you agree yes mm hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I feel completely different. Um, I, I think I, I look a lot different than I did. Um, beautiful. I, You're beautiful for everybody out there. You can go look at her on the website, but she's absolutely <laughs> stunning. I have to tell you, Louise is gorgeous, beautiful. But, you know, there were, there were just so many ugly years, um, really ugly. And that's we, in the past. Right. And now we're in today. And getting in the day is sometimes hard for us, especially when we come across those things and we think back, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm like this. Oh, my gosh. And then telling people, I mean, I know I am very vocal and so are you about our recovery because I think it helps other people. Don't you agree? I do. It definitely does. And, um, you know, and I totally, excuse me, I'm sorry, I, I I was trying to trying to secretly bring my dog out, but it didn't work out. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I respect the people that that um, are private about it. But I, I love it. I was just talking to um, a mother at a basketball game yesterday, and it's someone that it's a friend that that knows. Um, as a matter of fact, she was um, she was over one night several years ago. Um, and I've mentioned this before that I had, you know, their family over and, um, it was one of those nights where I drank way before they came over and, and I woke up and thought, oh my gosh, I, I don't even, did I feed everybody? Did we sit down at the dining room table? I mean, what do we do? Um, you know, it's scary. It's such an awful place to be in. But I saw her yesterday and she, um, we just started talking about drinking and we were talking about um, dating and, or my, my dating, not hers. Um, she's happily married. And um, we were, just, I was just telling her how, you know, my experience has been that some people, you know, run for the hills if they think you're recovering. But, um, and she, she asked how long it's been. Uh, and I told her it's over a year now. And, and she said that, you know, she and her husband, really don't drink that much anymore. I mean, she has, she has alcoholism in her family. Um, and they just really realize they don't need it. And here's a person that I thought, I thought really drank, like not a lot, but just, you know, it was very social on the weekends her and her husband drank and, you know, but that's just not, it's not part of their life right now. Um, 
you know, and they've just made a conscious decision not to, just not to drink. It, it may be once in a while, but certainly not like they used to or, you know. Um, so it was just a, it, it, it's just nice to be able to sit there and talk to somebody who, you know, I haven't spoken to in a while, not for any reason other than I just haven't seen her. And just to be so open and raw about, you know, your recovery and and be able to talk about all the, the good things that have come of it and, you know, giving back and and service and, and all that stuff. Um, you just kind of cross over this line where it's like you're not, for me, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm, I, I mean, I'm proud of, to be where I'm at right now. I really am. And you mentioned that word shame because my friend is going, was going to go tell some friends of hers this weekend that she doesn't drink anymore and that she was quitting drinking. And she's like, was very worried about how they were going to react. And she was feeling ashamed. And I don't feel ashamed anymore. I felt, I mean, I felt shame when I woke up and I was like, holy shit, you know what? I was, I can't believe I did that last night or I drove my car in that state. Oh my God, that was shame, right? Right. And I don't have shame for that anymore because I don't wake up putting myself in those situations like I used to do. Yeah. I mean, that was real shame, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was just, it, it, it was, it was just awful. It's just, it took up so much time. I mean, the time that you're actually doing it and then the time that you're thinking about it. It's a lot of time. It's a part-time job. <laughs> We're being <laughs> alcoholic. It's more than a part-time job. Speaking of that, I just have to mention something that was so funny. Someone said in a meeting we were talking, I just cannot stop laughing about it. It was yesterday. Someone was talk, we were just talking about um, just sobriety and work, and um, and he had mentioned that um, that he got fired, and he said, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean, I show up for work, and um, – <laughs> And he said, but what I didn't realize was that in the blackout, I was, I was calling out, but then I was showing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just thought it was so funny. I mean, <laughs> I mean even somebody that, that isn't an alcoholic can really appreciate the humor in that. It's just hysterical. It truly is, because we don't know what we do in the blackout. That's like a huge... You know, we've not, I don't feel like we've touched base on the blackout part as much, you know, recently. And that blackout thing, I have literally years that I don't really remember. And I don't think you can ever get it back. And it was due to alcoholism because, you know, I started drinking at 13 and I was a blackout drinker from day one. Yeah. So how much time did I will never, ever, ever get back? Yeah, it's it's really scary. I mean, and, you know, and some people aren't. I, I, I always thought uh, prior to uh, getting sober, I always thought everybody who was an alcoholic experienced blackouts, or that's, that's how they drank. They were blackout drinkers. But um, it wasn't until I got sober and, and started to understand um, alcoholism that some people don't. Um, I just thought everybody did. It was it was normal for me. Oh, me too. 
In fact, if I didn't have a blackout, I was like, oh, it wasn't, I didn't have that much fun. Look at I have Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I don't have a problem. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I remember I last out. night. I remember. I might not remember my shit, but I remember like 80% of the night, and that means I don't have a problem. See? I'm totally okay. And it's so not true. It's so bad. And the blackouts are just, it's like, and I have to say, like being in a 12-step program that we both are in, they do have a chapter in there that's called The Doctor's Opinion, and it describes the phenomenon of craving. So if anybody's out there, and even if you don't want to go to 12-step meetings or anything else, I would at least get that the book of Alcoholics Anonymous because the book and the way they describe the phenomenon of cravings really described me to a T. Do you feel like it described It was like it was finally, oh, my God, there's a definition. Oh, my gosh, that's the exact same way I drank. That's what mm-hmm. it was. That yeah. inability to stop. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to that, I would say, um, you know, and I've been thinking a lot about it just because there's, you know, a couple friends that I know are struggling and I've reached out to some people, um, you know, that, that I haven't seen. And, and one friend in particular who has about 10 or 11 days now sober, um, you know, it's, and this goes out to everybody who, whether the, whether they're worried or scared or are apprehensive about going to a meeting, or maybe they've gone and they just don't like it. I mean, it's not for everybody, but I think it comes down to forget about, forget about the meeting itself but just the support um, that is the that that is what is um, the most important so however you get that um, you know for her and I'm not I'm I'm certainly not putting a feather in my cap to say that she has 11 days because of me because she certainly doesn't she has it because of her but um, you know just to have the support of somebody that that knows you're struggling and it's just there for you. It doesn't, it doesn't require a whole lot, but just to even be on the phone for five minutes or 10 minutes or even a minute just to, you know, and, and you would do that for me and you, you will continue to do that for me when I have, you know, when I go through hard times, you know, it's just, it, it's just so critical. So for the people that are listening, that just, you know, that don't go to meetings or don't have that, you know, reach out to a friend or somebody that you know that, you know, that is, that is sober um, and, and just get that support. There's just nothing, there's nothing better, you know, for the last three days and just going to meetings and looking around the room and seeing, you know, this morning, I guess I'm going to say there was about 60 or 70 people in the meeting. And when everybody was holding hands at the end, I just looked around and I thought, oh my gosh, like we're all here for the same reason. It's amazing. It's so amazing. And it is, you know, and there's no, I mean, it doesn't matter when you're in a meeting where you're from. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. It doesn't matter what the nationality you are. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It, it doesn't matter what sexuality you are. It doesn't matter about anything. Mm-hmm. We're there to love each other. And I've found that in meetings all over the world by chance, you know, because I've gone to meetings all over the place. And it is just, and I'm not, and, and, and as you said, meetings are not for everyone. And I think that if you live in a city where there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of choices, you're lucky because then you can search and find the right group for you that you feel comfortable in because a lot of people don't like 
the first one you go to, like you weren't going to like the first restaurant you go to, the first bar you go to. But it's like you just keep trying to find the group because doing this alone, I can't imagine getting sober by myself. I really can't. I'm just no. no. I mean, I'm such a social person as it is. Like the thought of not having people to hang out with and just being alone, it would kill me. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I could. I, it, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I would not be sober if if I didn't have the support of, you know, of meetings and the people that, you know, I have surrounded myself around. I mean, that's really who I'm, I'm around now. I mean, I would have never, ever guessed a year and a half, two years ago, that right now in my life, the people that I really surround myself with all the time are people that are, you know, 80% are in the program. 80%, that's a lot. I, I would have never ever guess that it's just so amazing so getting back to the recovery and sober semantics you know i think that you you can, i think that you I, I don't think you can have one without the other is the only thing i don't think you can be in recovery and not be sober i totally do not i think you can't i just don't think you can be do you no not at all but it's just it's, i think that the sober is the first up, you know, and then beyond that is the uh, is recovery. Is that you, you know, is wrapping your head around it, and and however you do it, however it looks for you, you know, to have the support, and you know, one day at a time, one minute at a time, whatever whatever it takes. Oh my gosh, Louise, Weezy, thank you so much for taking your time out of your Sunday. I know you have a busy day, and you have your kids all running around, and dogs, and everything, and guinea pigs, and hamsters and everything else having your little baby farm at your house but thank you so much for taking time this you know today and talking to us you're the best oh i love it and um i hope you can uh no i'm just you know um no nothing i'm just i can't wait to do it again because i really well we're going to do it again next week and we love that people write to us and say that they want us to talk about something. So if somebody's listening, I know we have a new listener. She just found us. She wrote a note to me on Instagram. And I wanted to, because I don't like to call it anybody's name because I just, you know, we, we don't know if people want us to call, do a shout out with your actual name. So our new friend on Instagram, we wanted to say hi. Thanks for reaching out to us. And if you have any questions or any topics you want us to talk about, please reach out to busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at Busy Living Sober. And I will send it to Louise if you want to talk to Louise Weezy. Or oh, that would be great. It would be awesome. And please, everybody, don't be alone. Reach out. It's so hard to do this sober thing without the friends like we've talked about in this podcast today. And we want you to know that we're here for you, and we are cheering you on, right? Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. We want you to, everybody to keep getting busy living. Busy living sober.